The following is recorded for Marine Creek Church. If you have any questions, feel free to visit our website at www.marinecreekchurch.com. Good morning. How are we doing? Yeah? Really doing well? Good. I'm excited about today. Um, I'm Pastor Matt. If this is your first time here, as Trin said, if you'd fill out one of those Connect cards, we'd love to get some information to you about who we are. Uh, our, we've been... Uh, growing as a church and we will contact you and let you know. And here's the great thing. We've grown so much over the last couple months that, that really you just come in, you're like, I know everybody. So this is a perfect time to be getting plugged in at the Creek because we're all doing this together now. So it's like, uh, there's so many people I'm getting to know and I I love getting to know people. I'm like a puppy with people. And so uh, I like that. Uh, I'm looking forward to next Sunday night, our uh, dedication and night of presence. Uh, The whole vision for that night really is let's just get in the presence of God. Because I think great things happen in the presence of God. So uh, we're just going to get in. We're going to worship. There's communion. We've got baptisms. Um, we're going to do a prayer of dedication over the facility where we just say, God, thank you for, for giving us this. We give it back to you so you use it how you see best. And so uh, I'm excited about that. Um, if you're visiting this week, this is a great week to be here because we're going through our 2015 State of the Ministry address. And uh, I was thinking about it the other day, you do not have to stand and clap and do all that. That, that would be kind of cool, but, but we got to get through this. And I really want to, we've got a second service. And uh, so uh, you don't have to stand and clap unless, you, you can come give some hugs at the end. That's the way we'll do our, our uh, State of the Ministry around here. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into this. But like I said, if you're visiting, this is a great time because uh, we pretty much just say, here it is. This is the business of the church. This is the ministry of the church. And there's a lot of things that go on. Um, but I am going to kind of throw a little bit of a curveball because uh, I want Pastor Tammy, our children's pastor, to come up. I've, I've given her a, a, a hall pass to come out of the children's ministry area for a few minutes because I want her to talk to you. And then she's going to get back in because I think... Uh, there's probably mutiny going on back there now. I mean, there's probably leaders tied up and they're building a fire. They're rubbing sticks together. Now, I don't know. Parents, your kids are safe. It's all right. <laughs> well, this, I'm not sure how to turn this on. I'm used to a cordless. Am I on? It sounds like it. <laughs> I'm just talking to yours now. Wait, I, I went the other side. Ah, Hey. Technology. Okay. So So since you did the applause thing, you know, it was going to be a little bit longer because I was going to have to wait for the applause to die down. So since we had the Ah. mic thing, I'm just joking. Um, I'll I'll be the applause track for you. Okay. There you go. I'll hold the sign. There you go. I brought my tissues. So for those of you who know me, just just in case, because, you know, it's very rare that I talk about the kids that I make it through the whole thing without crying. But um, the Creek kids are doing great. Um, we love the new facility. The kids love the new facility. They love it so much that we have um, kids ages first grade through fifth grade that are volunteering to lead praise and worship, do backup for praise and worship, um, run tech, be part of the creative team and decorate the set. They're getting involved in ministry. They're learning what God has created in them to use it for his purpose at this age. And we are so excited about that. And I want to take just a moment to thank you guys for sharing your amazing children with me, for allowing me to be part of their lives. This is the cry part. Because... Do I need to start playing something softly they, on they the teach, piano? They teach me so much. And I, I, I just... I am amazed and thankful every day that I get to be part of their lives. And um, today I learned that I don't usually dress like a grown-up. Um, I had one little girl ask me why I was dressed like a grown-up. 
and um, it threw me a little bit. And when I explained to them, the, the girls, that I would be in here um, talking about Creek Kids, they all wanted to come. Um, so um, I honestly considered that for a moment because what I'm going to get to right now, it might have been better for me to do ask for this with them all these cute little faces standing <laughs> up front. But I didn't do that to you. Um, Creek Kids were wanting to move and expand the ministry outside the four walls of the Creek Kids room. Um, and to do that, we need some trustworthy adults who are called to speak into the lives of children. What I'm asking for is small group leaders. What a small group leader will do is every other Sunday, one Sunday a month, uh, 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 one service a Sunday, you will talk with the kids. I'll put together some talking points that will go to the speak to the lesson or help usher in the lesson. And really, um, just one question, and I don't know, <clears throat> if, if you're called to work with kids, you know this, um, they will talk. They want to be heard, and that's what we need, and that's what they need is to be heard by another adult that they can trust and respect, that they know and feel that loves them, because the more we would surround them, the better chance they have of fighting against Sorry, <laughs> of fighting against what's out there. So the responsibilities of small group leaders will be um, one service every other Sunday. You lead a small group. We talk. There may be a game involved. It'll all tie to the lesson. And then one Saturday afternoon, a quarter, we want to have Creek Kids Day. We want them to have the opportunity to build relationships with each other. And um, I know that they're here every Sunday, but we teach, guys, and there's not a whole lot of time for the relationship building. Just like in here, you don't get a lot of time. So we need them to build relationships with each other and especially with those that are in their schools. Because I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, when I knew my entire youth group was in the same high school I was, I, made, I, I thought about the choices that I made. It's accountability, and that's what we're called to be for, for each other. Whether you're a child or a teen or an adult, we need to hold each other accountable for living the life that God's called us to live. And so to do that, we, we need them to build relationships. So if you feel the calling to be a small group leader, come see me, Pastor Trend, the Welcome Center. Um, we'll talk, and if you have any questions about it, I'm happy to answer all of those questions. If you want to just come back and see how Creek Kids runs, talk to me or Pastor Trin and we'll set you up because all adults that come back do need a background check, so we do need to work through all of that. So um, if you just want to see how, how things run, we want to get you back there to do that. Um, just so some of you parents know, when I told the kids when I was coming in here, um, about four of you, your kids have already signed you up. They'll tell you about <laughs> it on, at lunch today. So um, I'll we're be expecting those emails, paper. and uh, I think they're in there writing your emails down just in case you forget to contact me this week. But anyway, no, guys, it is a privilege to be able to be part of your children's lives. And I'm, I'm looking at some faces, and you're probably thinking I don't have children. If you're part of this church body, guess what? You're a parent now because we are all part of their lives, and we are all responsible for making sure that they feel loved, and that they know love. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you guys can, for letting me be here.
I don't either. I, I've, I've never met anyone more passionate about children's ministry than Pastor Tammy. And the way that she pours in and invests in those kids is absolutely incredible. And uh, her vision to launch small groups to, to make sure kids get further developed and uh, further ministered to is incredible. So, again, if you've got a heart for that, um, then, then Tammy's going to be available in the lobby after service. And so just... You know, find, find a pastor. If you see anybody with a creek name badge, um, just say, hey, I want to find out some more information about that. We'll get you, we'll get you to who you need to talk to. Don't, don't worry about that. Um, but thanks for letting me kind of roll with that change. Um, let's kind of get into this. I've got a lot of numbers and figures and, and data to go over, and then I've got something really I'm really excited about. We were going to do our State of the Ministry next week, but I was so excited about uh, the plan and the, the, the initiative that God's given us for 2015 that that we bumped it up a week, and um, so we're gonna we're gonna work through this. But I've got some I got some data that I want to share with you. One I call the the heart data, and then the other one I call the hard data. And the the heart data is really kind of why we do what we do, and the hard data is kind of the the numbers and figures that come out of what we do. Uh, but the heart data is. Uh, we've, we've seen lives changed here at the Creek over the last year. Um, in the last year, we've had 34 baptisms. I think that's pretty incredible because that represents lives that are changed. That's through rededications and through salvations. We, we had uh, people that over the last year, for the first time in their life, I mean, from kids up to adults, and, and we tend to think that this is, this is everyone in this area is a Christian. We've had kids to adults give their life to Christ for the first time ever in their life, which means they grew up not knowing the love of Jesus. They've never been into a, a church where they were told that, that God loves them, that God went from heaven to earth to make a way so that they could have a restored relationship with their creator. Uh, and, and it's just, it's so amazing to see that life happen and that light start. And so we've seen salvations. We've seen rededications. What that means is I might have grown up in church, but you know what? I walked away. That, that really kind of is, is my story, um, and so we see that all the time where we might go, you know, it was just, I, I grew up in a crazy church, and I walked away, and then I came back, and so we see rededica- rededications. We have seen, through, we launched our freedom class. We've seen healing happen. We've seen restoration in relationships happen. We've seen things that, that honestly only the power of God can do. And that's really what started the vision for this night of presence because there's things that only happen in the presence of God. Only in the presence of God do we see somebody be healed. Only in the presence of God do we see relationships that, that honestly from a human perspective look like there's no way of reconciliation. And through the power and presence of God in the life of a believer, those things happen and we've seen that. We've seen addictions broken. I mean, we've seen people take steps, and, and, and I love how God works. God will, God will work through process, and I, I've seen him just instantly heal from addiction, and I've seen him give people the courage to walk through the process of rehab, of the painful conversations with their family, to say, I need help, and then he gives them the strength and the courage to continue walking that help out. And we've seen incredible things happen. And and honestly, that's why we do everything we do. I mean, the church is a business, and we're going to talk business, but the church's bottom line is not a dollar. The church's bottom line is transformed lives. 
And if we ever start thinking that the bottom line is a dollar, then, then what's going to happen is the presence of God will withdraw. He'll say, no, 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 you're not doing what I've called you to do. You've forgotten your first love and your lamp's getting ready to be turned off. And the blessing that the creek has with the presence of God will quickly go away. And what we'll find ourselves in is sitting in this room every week, just being a little social club and making each other feel good. And that'll only happen for a little while because without the presence of God, we'll start to turn on each other. And it just, it will become, it just becomes nasty. We don't want to teach down that road today. We want this to be exciting, right? Woo um, so let me give you some more data. Here's some hard data. Um, the biggest thing that happened in 2014, we moved into a new home. Now you can clap for that. I mean, that, that was the longest four to six weeks of my life. And I know you were with me too. If you don't, let me let you in on the four, four to six weeks jokes. Because I realized something over the last several months. I, I have these in, inside jokes and I never share them with people. And so I just start laughing. But four to six weeks back in the summer, um, we were going to move in in the summer of 2014. And so the contractor said, oh, you're get, we're in that four to six week window. You're going to be in it four to six weeks. So we were thinking by the end of June, we would be in this facility having services and that four to six weeks extended into July, which extended into August, which extended into September. That four to six weeks went from June to October. And then the second weekend of November, we had service in here. So the joke is the longest four to six weeks of our life. So um, we kind of use that, you know, sometimes you heard the joke about the guy that asked God, God, what's a million years like to you? He goes, just a second. He's like, God, what's a, what's a million dollars to you? It's just a penny. And the guy goes, can I have a penny? And God says, just a second. So that's, that's, our, uh, that's our four to six week joke uh, that we have, have here. Um, but what's incredible about the facility is it, it takes over 70 volunteers a weekend for us to love the way God's called us to love. I would even say this. It takes a minimum of 70 volunteers for us to love at the minimum level that God's called us to love. I mean, at the creek, we're, our mission every time we do anything is to love you and make Jesus clear. And so that happens from the kids to the, to the entryway to the parking lot. And we're, we're, we're building and praying up a parking team um, so we can help the flow of things. I know parking has been an issue since we moved in. That is something that we, we are continuing to address. That's not something we're waiting to see how we, do address, how we address it. We're doing what we can each week to make it better um, because that was something that we're just like, we can't wait four to six weeks to get parking in. Um, so uh, let me give you some other things. Uh, approximately 100 adults are in small groups this semester. This last Wednesday night when we launched, it was chaos. It was just absolute chaos, but I love chaos. It was awesome. Um, people have asked about the size of the church. In 2013, our average attendance was 347 people a weekend. The average attendance in 2014 was 365. And, and what we found at the daycare um, we moved from a daycare. If you're new, we were in a daycare. And the room was literally that we had adult service was a little bit bigger than this platform. And, and we squeezed people in. I mean, those who have the scars from the daycare, no. I mean, you were crawling over people. 
I mean, we, we would come in, and we didn't have to have any heat in the wintertime because literally that many bodies in a room, it was just like crazy. I mean, we, we had to bring in extra air conditioners in the summer to try to cool it down, and that still didn't work. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. We had to do three services in the daycare, and all the, the first two were at full capacity with overflow, and so what we were finding is we were, we were maxing out on our capacity. We did not have the space to grow anymore. As a matter of fact, what broke my heart is we had people say, look, we love the creek, but I can't, I can't do this. We have a church consultant that, that worked with us and is working with us through the campaign, and he, he's, he would not visit our church on a Sunday. He said, there's not enough Valium that I can take that would get me in with that many people. I'm claustrophobic, and with all those people in, I, I'll, I'll be like Rain Man trying to get on an airplane. I'll just start beating my, I can't get out. I mean, so... I was like, it's okay, man. If you do your job and we do ours and, we, and God's called us to do this, we'll raise the funds and we'll be able to move and you can come see the new building, okay? He's like, deal. Um, so he's, we, we can't invite him to the second service, which I'm gonna let you guys in on something. You guys are the holy ones of the creek because you're coming to the nine o'clock service. The next service, the, 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 the 10.30 is full. It's already full. As a matter of fact, last week, I asked people from the 1030 service if they would pray about coming to the 930 service. So I, some of y'all are like, oh, great. Now this is going to be. If we have to this year, we'll add a third service. We'll figure out when we're going to do it. You know, what I love about God is when we stay true, he says, look, if you'll lift me up, I'll draw people unto myself. You don't have to give the gimmicks. You don't have to do the thing. Look, what, what I'm called to do is preach this word. And let God handle the attendance. Since we've moved in, we've seen our attendance jump almost 200 people. We're averaging about 150 more people now than we were at the end of 2014. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. If we will teach this, if we will make Jesus clear and we love people, he handles those things. Now, here's what's important. My, my responsibility here is a shepherd. I have to lead and feed. And part of my responsibility of a shepherd is I have to account for the sheep. And so we count and we keep track of this because God's gonna hold me accountable. He's gonna hold our team accountable. What did you do with what I gave you? And honestly, when I stand before him, I can't say anything. Well, we, we had these great gimmicks that, would, that would, we tried to grow the church with. I'm just gonna be able to say, look, I had your word and I had your Holy Spirit and I did everything I could to clearly communicate your word through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not gonna always get it right. I'm gonna say things that might, might rub you the wrong way. This is gonna call me to repentance and call me to maturity just as much as through my faithfulness of teaching it should call you to repentance and you to maturity. So we're in this together. And, and those, are, those, are, those are the numbers. Let's, let's talk about the business side because the creek is a business. A church is a business. It does take money to run ministry. And let me, let me give you some, some details and figures on that. I tend to shy away from talking about the money. Maybe it's some of my past baggage, whatever, but God's called me to be accountable to teach everything in this book. And so I like, to, I like teaching about sex. Sex is in this book. And I like teaching about sex. Sometimes it's, it's hard. I, I think in our society, in our context, it's hard to teach about money because honestly, I think the, the, the biggest um, powder keg maybe in the church deals with money. And Jesus was, he wasn't afraid to talk about it. He wasn't shy about talking about it. 
And I, I think we come to this discussion a little bit raw, maybe. Or maybe you've got scars where you've been, you've been beat up. Maybe, you've, maybe it's been like this. Somebody's tried to preach money out of you. Here's my, here's my promise to you. I'm not gonna nickel and dime you to death, but there's an expectation that we have in the word of God that, that as transformed believers, we're obedient with everything he gives us and that he calls us to be tithers. Tithe means 10%. He says, look, I, I asked for the first 10% of your income and I'm asking you to be obedient with it. And, and here's, what, here's just what I've learned. We as a church tithe. Heather and I as a family, we tithe. We were the first ones that gave to this church before we launched five years ago. And we will give every week because we want to see God do something incredible through our obedience. And so we're gonna teach about money. We're gonna talk about money. we're, We're in a three year capital campaign that ends in November that was raising funds for this facility. But I told you three years ago, if you were part of the creek three years ago, when we launched this campaign, this is not a financial journey. This is a spiritual journey. If we're not more in love with Jesus as a result of that process, it's a failure. I don't care how much money we raise. There's organizations that can raise all kinds of money. But as a church, we're called to be more in love with Jesus at the end of the day than at the beginning of the day, amen? And it's not about the money, but but we've got to be good stewards, good managers of everything God gives us. And I take it very personally, that responsibility to steward every penny Because what's incredible is your kids, you're teaching your kids how to give. You're teaching your kids how to tithe. And when they drop a penny in that offering thing in Creek Kids, our team, our church, carries a heavy responsibility to be good managers and stewards of even that penny because God can use that for incredible things for the kingdom. Let let me talk to you about some of these numbers about through the obedience of of our church. Um, Our 2013 income was $561,431. That 2013 uh, expenses was uh, $454,415. So there, there, was a, there was a good amount we could put into savings for the facility. Then 2014, last year, the income was $694,569. And our expenses were $528,942. So here's what's important that we do as a church. We take the budgeting process very seriously. The church is a nonprofit, which means we're not in this to make money. We, we, we really try to come, come at a point of breaking even. But the last couple of years, we've been in a building process. And let me, let me tell you, uh, I, I'm blown away by your obedience and faithfulness. It, it's just absolutely incredible. And we manage our budgets we manage our teams, our pastors to manage their budgets because we're just not all about spending money. We run a lean, tight organization. We're gonna do some staffing again this year, but we are going to do, we're, st- we're gonna always be a lean staff. You're gonna hear me when I'm old and gray, which feels like next year, state of the ministry after state of the ministry, I'm gonna tell you we're gonna be a lean team. I don't believe in the fluff. And so we're gonna, we're gonna work it. The Creek Gives, 
Um, our 2014 giving was $36,200. That goes into areas we tithe to. Let me tell you, where do we give? We give to a ministry called Kid Stand. Kid Stand goes in, uh, in this area and all around the world. If you've been to a spring spectacular, you've seen them do an event for the creek, but they believe in, in reaching kids with the gospel. We support missionaries. We uh, are a part of a group called Leadership Africa where they go in and they source and fund ministries that are off the ground and they help provide training to get people out of the poverty that they live in. Um, we give into church planting. As a matter of fact, this last week, if you saw on Facebook, we gave away our church in a box. We came up, we cleaned out the storage unit, we took our big trailer, we filled it up with all kinds of goodies that we've used as a portable church, and we called Vantage Point Church that we've been supporting and working with over the last year. And we said, we've got something for you to pick up. Bring a big truck with a trailer hitch and meet us at the church. And we gave away our church in a box. It was kind of awesome. It was sad to see it go. It was like Tom Hanks as he's floating away from the island. You know, it's like a lot of good times, but I ain't going back there, man. But we were able to bless them. Community Link is in Saginaw. They service our zip code and many zip codes around us to help with food, job resource, clothing resource. We give into Kingdom Racing. Kingdom Racing is a ministry that is their goal is to reach a million men for Christ through racing and motorsports. And we help support that. We do various outreaches, um, back-to-school events, the Northbrook Christmas Blessing. Um, we, we give into Kids Beach Club so that we can preach the gospel on a, a public school campus every Wednesday. So there's areas that we pour in and sow into our community because we're called to be obedient with the tithe. So every dollar that comes in, we tithe off of. So that's, that, those are some of the things. Let me give you some, I've got a really rock and roll here. Um, foundations update. Um, there's now over 100 families that are giving into the foundations, which is our capital campaign. Um, and the pledge was 387000 Let me Let me encourage you, if you're still working on your pledge, keep going. Because just because, here, here's what our consultant says, and here's what, here's what happens in churches. We've moved in. It's like, oh, we're done with the campaign. We still got to pay for this. The, the project cost on this was about $1.7 million. Our loan is $1.225 million. Here's what that means. As a creek, we put over $500,000 cash down to move in here. That's a, ch- Yeah. We were celebrating our fourth anniversary going into a loan closing and able to say, we can keep this down. And so I'm excited about that because the bulk of our budget doesn't go to facility. The bulk of our budget, honestly, goes to the staffing because we, we've, it's not about a building that grows a church. We've got to have shepherds in place and the right people in place. Um, so foundations, that's, that's the update. Let me, let me uh, also help you with, with how we were able to do all this with the facility. When we launched the campaign, I said, we're, we're going to buy land. We'll find a place to rent that we can continue growing in capacity, and then we'll build someday. We were hoping that in 2015 we would break ground. And, and I, I've made a connection and, and met Pastor Steve Hinton from Heartsong Church. You've, you've, Heartsong meets in here at 1230. And several years ago, Steve asked me about ways that we could creatively partner and how to get this facility finished. Because Hartsong bought this property in 2006 and 2010, started building the structure and, and got it to a dried-in shell and they weren't able to take it any further. 
So for, for four years, it sat as a shell. Many of you saw it as you took your kids to play ball. You saw it driving down the road. And so we worked pretty much all of 2013 from March through the end of 2013, working with HeartSong's leadership, our, the Creek's leadership and HeartSong's leadership came together and said, how can we make this work? And what ended up happening is HeartSong deeded over, gave us seven acres that we sit on and the facility. And then we were able to begin the construction process in March of 2014 to finish it out. And so part of that agreement is we, you hear churches that say, hey, we're one church, many locations. We're like, we're one location, two churches. Because we have a vision and a mission that God's given to the creek. Heart Song has a mission and a vision that he's given to Heart Song. And so we have service at 9 and 1030 and Heart Song has a 1230 service. And so we, we, uh, we celebrate that because honestly, it's, there's so, many, so much division in the kingdom and so much division in the church. I hear the church, you know, the body of Christ is referred to as an army. And I've also heard that we're the only army that shoots our own wounded. And it's a, say, it's a sad shame that we get that reputation in the world. And so what I think is incredible through what God's done out of this facility and out of the creek's obedience, he's able to say, look, two churches can work in unity. Two churches can actually get along. And I'm really, uh, we, we manage that relationship very closely because I'm really excited for what God's done with that. And so um, those, are the, those are the figures and data that I wanted to give you. And here's what I can tell you. The only reason I can stand before you and say the state of the ministry of the creek is strong is because of Jesus. And it's because as we've lifted him up, he's brought people around him not me. I'm not, the, I'm not the dynamic leader that can, that can spur all this on. But Jesus has the power. And he's called us to do incredible things. Now this year, the, the thing that I'm most excited about this year is launching the GO initiative. And this is, this is important because as I was praying about 2015 for a church, we've just moved in. We're excited about that. But the tendency is for us to stay and just start looking internally. And without vision, people perish. And I want to show you, I want to show you a quick video. Um, and we're going to roll out this Go initiative. So why don't you guys roll that real quick. And, and uh, I'll come up and we'll tie this up. It has never been more obvious than now that we live in a broken and desperate world. Pain is all around us. It's under the bridges, it's in the strip clubs, bars, convalescent homes, and hospitals. Your community is no exception. The problem is it's very convenient to become numb to it and ignore it. Do that, you become part of the problem and not the solution. Do something church is designed to equip you to address the pain in your community. Do Something Church is going to mobilize churches across the globe to be the first responders to the pain in their community. Do Something Church is a very simple vision to establish global pervasive hope. Pervasive hope means that for every way someone can be lost, we want to provide a practical way they can be found in the very place they have ended up. Imagine if churches were the first responders when there was a need in your community. Imagine if churches not only provided spiritual help, but practical help. Imagine when there was a need in your community, they called the church first, and the church was there to meet the need before anyone else. 
There are 3.7 million churches in the world. If only a fraction of those churches mobilized their people to take Jesus to the streets, it would radically transform the earth. That's the church Jesus set up when he left the earth. If you're watching this, I believe you want to be a catalyst for a base of hope in your community. I believe you want to be part of something far larger than yourself. Let's see what kind of impact we can make in this world. about this, we are going to be partnering with DoSomethingChurch.org, and specifically here at the Creek, it's called the Go Initiative. I felt through praying for 2015, if we, if we don't get out, we're not doing what Jesus has called us to do, and, and I've just got a few minutes left, but I want to read to you Matthew 28. This is the Great Commission. This is what Jesus left the earth with. He said, now... Uh, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed him. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, let me teach you. If you need the fill-ins, here's the thing. We're running out of time. If you need the fill-ins, see me afterwards or we'll we'll put them up on the website. But the Holy Spirit just took me through a different direction when I just read this. The 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed him. I believe that Jesus has directed us here today. He's brought us here for this time. He's brought us here for a specific purpose, and it's not for us to stay on this mountain. He didn't tell the disciples, hey, come see me on this mountain, and we're just going to hang out here forever. If you remember when Jesus, when, when a couple of the disciples saw Jesus get transfigured on the mountain, and they saw Moses, and, they, and, and I think it was Peter, that said, hey, let's build three temples here. Let's just stay here, because this is awesome. Jesus said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. We've been called, Jesus has directed us here for this purpose, and he said this to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey and observe all that I have commanded, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Everything that Jesus tells us, everything that Jesus teaches us is all about go, go, go. He never says, find your safe place and guard yourself from everything because the world is evil and the world is going to hate you because of me. So if, you, if you'll just protect yourself, you'll be fine until I come back. If that's the case, life is like a giant horror movie, a scary movie that uh, all we got to do is hunger. He's got to come back. He's got to come back. You know, and then we're, we, we're the first one to die, you know, honestly. Actually, it's the screaming blonde girl that's the first one to die. So, <laughs> Sorry. He's called us to go, offensive, get out there, storm the gates of hell, do it. And so that's what the go initiative is going to be because God gives us a command. He gives us a mission. He says, I've given you power to do it and I'm giving you my presence. I'm, I'm going with you. It's not, hey, you go do this and I'll stay here. Jesus says, I will be with you even to the end of the age. The presence and the power of the Holy Spirit is at work in us, the church. Through the numbers and data, I can tell you, It's evidence that the power and presence of the Holy Spirit is alive in the creek because I'm not that good of a fundraiser. I'm not that good of a motivational speaker. There has to be something else. It's the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. 
And when he says go, he's equipping us. Let me tell you what this go initiative is is and isn't because over the next three weeks, we're going to specifically teach. We're going to take February off from Romans and we're going to teach about this go initiative. And what what this go initiative is, and I know everybody's freaking out in the back because I'm going way over on time and I know parking's going to be an issue. I'm going to hear it, but let me just give you this real quick. It is being intentional to obediently follow the commission of Jesus to go and preach the gospel. The GO initiative is strategic engagement of the church to take the gospel to the community. What the GO initiative is not is individual ministry funding. And it's not the creek taking a ministry from you that God's laid on your heart. Let me explain that. As I've been praying through the vision, this happened right before Christmas. God, what about 2015? Lock it in, God. Help me out. I was standing here preaching and the Holy Spirit's working on me internally and I'm teaching. It was kind of, if you could see internal what was going on between my mind and spirit, it was awesome. But he said, that's the missionary. I was like, what do you mean that's the missionary? He said, that's the missionary. He said, every person in here is the missionary. Every person in here has been called to go. Every person in here has a ministry that I have planted in their heart, that I have created and formed them specifically to do. I've given them passions, I've given them gifts, I've given them abilities, and I've given them a desire to see Jesus preached in all the world, and it's through the ministries that exist in these chairs. He said, now what you've got to do, Matt, is you get them out of these chairs and get them out. Tell them to go. So God, I know this. God has laid ministries on your heart. Some of you, uh, and it varies. And what my responsibility is as a shepherd and and the creek's responsibility is to help equip people to do the ministry of the kingdom. And so here's what I wanna encourage and challenge you to do. I want you to pray about where God wants you to go in the world. I mean, on the video we saw it, he said under bridges, strip clubs. Now, guys, you're not called to the strip club ministry, all right? (laughs) We're just gonna lay that out right now. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) It's your neighborhood, your schools, downtown. There's nursing homes around us. You know, there there are lonely people sitting in nursing homes that honestly, they just sit and they're like, I'm waiting to die because I have nothing. No one listens to them. No one comes and encourages them. It, it, It could be veterans. We got thousands of young men and women coming home. And they need our arms around them to say, welcome home. We did a, a funeral this last week of one of our Creekers who, who fought, dealt with PTSD. And there are men and women like him all over our community that need the church's arms around them. It could be the disabled. I say et cetera because here's the thing. I'm not pigeonholing this. God's put a ministry on your heart. If you're not hearing it, start asking for it. And over the next three weeks, through the the month of February, we're going to start rolling this out. We're going to roll it out with with process. We're putting process around it. You know, we're just not going to just go blasting ministries all over the place and end up, you know, out out punting our coverage. But we've got a process. And so over the next several weeks, you're going to get a card that's going to say, here's the ministry I'm called to do. And then we're going to start bringing in groups and meeting you together. We've got training that we're developing. And we want to help you 
go take the ministry and the, the gospel of Jesus to the world. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you so much that, that you don't call us to sit. You call us to go. That everything about us is, is movement. And I pray, Father, that, that I thank you for the amazing year that the creek had last year. An incredible year. You've given us an incredible amount of resources to steward and shepherd and oversee. You've given us incredible ministries. We've seen lives saved. We've seen marriages saved. We've seen hope restored. We've seen things that you say in the gospels that we will see if we preach your word and we see them. And we give you the glory for them because it's only through you that we can do this. And we thank you that you've given us a clear and specific vision for this year to get out of here, to go into all the world and to see more lives changed and to give you the honor, give you the glory. And Lord, I just pray right now for every person in this room. I pray that if they don't have a relationship with you, then today, even talking through church business, you make yourself clear and and you give them the courage to say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I thank you, Jesus, because I count to you. Father, for every one of us in this room, I pray that you give us a clarity to see and know the ministry that you have birthed in us. That as spirit gave birth to spirit, you gave birth to a ministry and a calling in our life. And I pray that you help us to to see that and give us the courage to walk that out. We love you and we praise you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Marine Creek Church is located in Fort Worth, Texas. If you have any questions, feel free to visit our website at www.marinecreekchurch.com. Thank you.